When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour, Mike. What's going on? Derek, we are about to enjoy another small business interview, but I know that something else is on your mind, so let's just get that out of the way, and then we'll dive into introductions. Yeah. Well, before we dive into those introductions, Mike, thank everybody for tuning in. We are the Buffalo Happy Hour podcast, where we give small businesses a free platform to promote. So if that's something you're interested in, hit that like button, subscribe to our YouTube channel, where we have new interviews releasing every single Friday, and you can also comment down below about what your favorite part of today's interview was. So, Michael, introductions. Okay. So, (laughs) we are... Again, down in Hamburg, and I'm very excited. So let's start with you, mm-hmm. and then we'll dive into where we are and what's happening. Okay. My name is Lauren. I am the owner and artist of Lodi Henna Studio. So where we are, I have a little location here in Hamburg. Um, and yeah, I just opened this last year. So, What was the process of opening? Well, okay, before we... There's a <laughs> lot to discuss, because I want to understand what henna is and what made you get into doing henna. So henna, uh, it's a very traditional sort of art form. It's actually considered, um, it's, it's a paste. So I make the henna myself. And if, I don't know if you guys have like fully seen it done or anything. You guys mentioned that you kind of know what it is. Um, so henna, I make it myself, like I said. It's made with some henna powder, some water, sugar, and essential oils. So the henna powder is actually dried leaves of a plant. So it's an all-natural mixture, at least my personal mix is. Some people out there add chemicals to it, so I totally advise not to use those. Um, but yeah, so I mix that up, cone it up, so it looks like it's in like a little pastry bag, basically. So you know how people decorate cookies and cakes? That kind of is how I describe to people how henna is done. Because I'll take that cone, I draw it on your skin, and then the henna paste remains raised on the skin because the dye has to seep into it. So it actually stains your skin. The henna paste will come off, and then you have that stain on your skin. It starts out really light in color, and it takes a couple days for it to develop. Um, but you'll have that there for a couple weeks, and it's really kind of cool. It's fun to, you know, do different designs. If Maybe if you're not sure about a tattoo, it's a great way to test it out as well. That's so. fascinating. Yeah. I, did, I literally knew none of that. <laughs> I thought it was like an ink, and so, that's it, and it, it's a paste. Yeah, so I mean, it kind of is like an ink, but it looks, you know, it, it's more of a paste. So when I actually mix it up, it, it kind of looks like thicker mashed potatoes in a way. And then I thin it out, so it looks like a little bit of a thinner mashed potato, mm-hmm. but, you know, doesn't 
taste like mashed potatoes. A lot of people think it looks like chocolate or like melted chocolate, and I can guarantee it does not taste like chocolate. <laughs> Have <laughs> so you don't tried? Try I personally haven't <laughs> tried it, tried it. Um, a little girl actually, unfortunately, at one of my events, um, her sister kind of smashed her hand into her face, so she got a little taste of it. She's like, that does not taste like chocolate. So, I mean, not from personal experience, but just by how the taste or the smell of it and everything, I it would not be chocolate. <laughs> so what is the dye then? Like, well, what actually gets left on your skin? So um, the dye itself, it's actually kind of funny. The henna, like the henna powder starts off, it's, it's green because it comes from a plant. When you mix that into the actual paste, it starts out like a, a greenish brownish, and then it looks more brown once it actually has time for the stain to develop, um, or sorry, for the, um, the dye release. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, the actual stain on your skin, it starts off like a light orange and transitions into like a deeper reddish brown on your skin. So it kind of goes through a couple different color changes throughout the process of it, but it's an all natural product. So that's what you kind of expect from it. Is there a potential either right now or in the future to have different colors? I don't even know, like know if that's a thing. Um, yes and no. So there's another product I use. It's called Hagua. It's another natural way to stain your skin. Um, it's derived from a tropical fruit juice, actually. So mm. that's more navy in color. So some people will mix the Hagua and the henna together, and you'll have a little blend um, that can look black in spots, depending on like where you put it on your body, because certain spots stain a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So your hands and the feet, they stain the darkest just because of the thickness of the skin. As you move away from them, that, it gets a little bit lighter in color. So when you mix the henna and the hogwa together, certain parts of the body are going to look a little more black. Some are going to look blue. Some look a little bit brown. It just kind of depends where it goes and the the quantities of each of the mixture when you put it together. So as far as different colors, that's the only really natural way to do it. Um, because there's other henna out there that's called black henna, or there's this like instant henna that's a bright cherry red. Um, they use chemicals to create those colors in the paste, so I highly advo- advise avoiding those just because, the, especially the black henna, they usually use a synthetic coal tar dye in it, and that can cause really bad reactions on the skin, um, like blisters and permanent scarring and everything. So if you have uh, you know five minutes of your time, go actually Google search black henna. You'll see what could happen. And, you know, it's not a guarantee it's going to happen, but I always advise that people do not even chance it because if you see the possibilities, it's, you know, a lifetime scar that could happen. Sure. Where do people get like that from? Is it that prevalent that it's well known that there's this chemical henna that's not good for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely well known, especially in the henna community. Unfortunately, if you're just, you know, someone walking down the street and you say, oh, henna sign, you're not going to necessarily know otherwise if you've never had it before. Um, but as far as a henna artist, you should definitely know not to use that. If you do, I you know advise trying to switch over to a natural product. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just blew my mind. So <laughs> I didn't know that it, it was uh, like a little baggie. I still thought mm-hmm. that it was... Not like obviously a, like not a, a needle sort of thing. Or, yeah, okay. like you you had a stick of some sort, and then you, you basic because it's all freehand. Yes, yes. At least the I do. It's all freehand. Some people will use stencils and things like that. Um, I've just always done it freehand. Or if there's a very specific tattoo design, um, so my boyfriend he's a tattoo artist, so I can always make a stencil from his machine, and we can use that and essentially trace over it. If you're looking for a very very specific like tattoo related mm-hmm. image, but otherwise everything I do is freehand. So that's an interesting point with mm-hmm. your boyfriend being a tattoo artist. What made you go into this direction rather than tattooing? Because I'm assuming that it's, I don't want to say similar because I've never done either, yeah. but what, what is like, what are the similarities and why did you go this route? 
So I actually used to tattoo. Oh, cool. Um, so I worked at a tattoo shop. I did henna for them. I did tattoos for them. I actually started out doing face painting at Bill's Games for them. <laughs> so that's how I started with that company. Um, so I used to tattoo, and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so if we want to step into another story of why I left that, that's, you know, we can dive into that a little bit later. Um, so it's kind of similar, but I like the idea that henna is a very temporary thing. It doesn't last forever. Tattoos are permanent. I mean, I have a tattoo, so it's not like I'm full. I'm not against mm-hmm. tattoos by any means, um, but some people don't want to go that route necessarily. So henna is a great way if you're not ready to commit to something or if you do want to test it out. You can do that, see if you like the size, design, placement, and, and everything. Um, but it's not always done just for tattoo purposes either as far as henna goes. But I don't know, that's you know, kind of why I liked henna you know, and kind of went that route instead because, I don't know, I feel like I can be a little more creative with that um, because it is temporary. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's less stress on you? Oh, yeah. Because it is temporary? I feel like it was, I would actually be able to operate. <laughs> As a tattoo artist? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was kind of like, not like it isn't now, but like when people chose me or chose to come to me as a tattoo artist, I was like, wow, this is kind of an honor. You want my artwork on you permanently? That's that's really cool. Um, So yeah, definitely not as much pressure. I still feel pressure because people are paying for a product. I want to make sure I am delivering Mm -hmm. a quality product to them and not just like a little, you know, squiggle here and there and, and call it a day. I just want to make sure I can deliver my best artwork to them. So there's definitely some pressure, but yeah, not as much. So talking about design of it, mm-hmm. the typical one is like, what is that called? Like a mandala or something like that? Like you, what, yeah, what are the can... typical designs for a henna tattoo? Um, so I guess it depends like who you're talking sure. to. Because <laughs> some people, yeah, they want to go to the traditional route with mandalas and more of the traditional artwork that henna has. Some people want a dolphin or a dog or, you know, things like that. It, it depends. So you um, can do even like graphics like that? Oh, yeah. That's oh, pretty yeah. sweet. I've done a Bulbasaur, you know, <laughs> things like that, Pokemon and stuff. So, I mean, some, you know, people like that aspect of it. And I guess it depends on age range, too. Um, but, yeah, I've done Bill's logos and things like that, too. Side question quick, because yes. I'm sure you actually know the answer. But um, when you get a tattoo, you lay the the first, uh, like, stencil thing on you, and then yeah. you would follow that? Mm-hmm. If that's laid on the person... And they don't like it. Yeah. How long does that last? Or can you quickly wipe it off? Oh, yeah. You can quickly remove it. Um, Stencils, like you can wash those off right away um, and then replace it to where you need it to go. Sometimes you may have like a lingering stencil line there, but that'll go away. I mean, it washes off as, you know, you wash your tattoo and and clean it. So now is that similar to this or is it kind of like, well, I'm just going to. As far as henna? Yeah. So, like, once you have henna on, you can't wash that off right away. So, once it goes on your skin, even if it's on for five minutes, like, I don't know if, well, you can't see right now, but I have, like, a little lingering orange spot here. Um, And I do it, like, I always do a stain test. So, anytime, I do a little heart sometimes or, you know, like, little designs. Um, Anytime I mix a batch, I always do a stain test. You got to make sure there's dye release from the actual, you know, the paste itself to make sure it's going to work. So, I do, like, a little stain test. So, once it goes on your skin, even if it's for five minutes you're going to have a little stain it might not be as strong or last as long as if you actually follow the proper aftercare for it and keep it on the required amount of time um but yeah it won't last as long i don't know sorry (laughs) do you know like the history of henna and where it started and what brought it here 
Um, so I'm going to date back thousands and thousands of years. Um, Cleopatra is known to use henna. So it's from various regions and different cultures. Um, you know, a lot of parts of the culture or countries that used it are from the Middle East because henna is grown there. Mm-hmm. It's a very tropical climate, the, you know, the warm environment. If you try to grow henna here, you would not have any luck. <laughs> so that's why it's predominantly known and seen that's where it kind of like originated in that area over there. Um, and yeah, it's just a beautiful art form. So that's why I think it's kind of brought over here. And a lot of people use it because it's just a nice creative way to do some temporary design. Sure. So you said it can't really be grown here. So how do you get your supplies? Um, so I have a supplier that gets the henna directly from, um, overseas in India, uh, just because I want to make sure I'm getting a very quality product. Mm -hmm. I want to know where it's coming from because sometimes you can buy stuff off Amazon and who knows where that originates. So (laughs) Yeah. yeah, that's fascinating. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, how did you start? Where you're like, okay, I can actually do this. There's mm-hmm. enough of a demand where it's worth it. And then, what kind of grew into what you you know you have now? Um, so when I first started, I didn't really know if there would be a demand for it necessarily. I just wanted to try to do something a little creative with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to starting this, I was in a job that I left the tattoo world from. Um, and it just it wasn't very creative for me. I just felt kind of stifled. and I just needed to do something different with my life. Uh, so I decided to try henna out as far as like a little part-time thing. It just kind of started small. I didn't necessarily have the intention to go bigger with this necessarily. I hoped for it if, you know, if it could happen, but I, I didn't know what would happen (laughs) and I didn't want to live the rest of my life, not even trying and, you know, potentially regretting, like not attempting it. So, uh, back in 2016, I got my DBA. That's when I officially started the business, um, signed up for a few art festivals and events locally here and eventually started booking henna parties, getting some clientele And um, from there, I started adding the apparel to it because I had a couple ideas for um, apparel designs. And then I started printing that myself, and it just kind of tumbled into an actual business Mm -hmm. and not just a little side thing. So comparing henna again to tattoos really quick. Yeah. Tattoo, obviously, there's a lot of health concerns with the needles and everything. Mm -hmm. What type of concerns when starting your business did you have to consider? As far as henna, it's a little more minimal. It's not, yeah. you know, it's very, it's all topical. Nothing is punctured into the skin. Um, literally, like just drawing right on top of the skin, the stain gets soaked in and then that gets wiped off. So, I mean, as far as health concerns, not as much. I mean, I always cleanse the area before each person. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, there's like, there's no blood or anything like that I have to right. worry about. So, how long does it take to settle in? I know that we said it, takes a little bit to actually get dyed in but if you did the topical thing and then somebody like messed it up like that girl that you said hit the other girl in the mouth by accident (laughs) does that mess up the entire design or does it just make it that part less faded depends when it happens so like she that happened kind of quick with her so we just like wiped off the whole thing and i just did the whole thing over again for her because i felt bad i didn't want her to go home without some henna (laughs) um so yeah it depends uh it takes about 20 30 minutes for the actual henna to dry and from there you want to keep it on for a few hours so the longer you have the henna paste on the darker the stain will be the longer it can last for you So I always recommend at least a minimum of four hours to keep it on. If you want to keep it on eight to 12 hours, you're looking at a better stain Mm -hmm. and a longer longevity for it to, you know, to remain. Um, Or you can keep it on overnight as well, too. And then the paste will come off from there. What type of protective 
wrap or anything. Like for again for tattoos, you put the yeah, like the um, what's it called? Saran wrap. No, well, no. I'm, I'm talking about the cream and everything too. Like the uh, the lotion. I literally just got one not too long ago. Yeah, the I, lotion or whatever to like help it heal. Is there anything with that for henna or any wrap that you put on? Um, I mean, not necessarily as far as like the healing properties because right, yeah. you don't have to worry about that. But once it's done, um, especially here at the studio, I have some tape that we can cover it up. Not like uh, scotch tape or anything like that. It's a breathable. It's actually a medical tape hmm. um, because you want to put something over it that it can still breathe. If you do anything that's going to be suffocating, like saran wrap or anything like that, you're just going to end up rehydrating it and it can smear. You're going to end up with a big blob and it's not going to look so great. Sure. <laughs> so Aquaphor. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, the, the the topical ointment to make you heal. That's right. Nailed it. Again, we fact check ourselves here. <laughs> um, but that's interesting. So yeah. it's just a, like a breathable fabric that goes over. I'm, I'm just logistically thinking if you go to sleep, you're obviously moving around. Yeah. So how is that process? Ideally, it would probably be like a couple hours before you went to sleep that you would get this done, right? Generally speaking, yeah. And not every henna artist uses that. And you don't have to use that by any means um, before I even got to the point of using it. Um, especially just out at events, I use a lemon sugar spray. So you kind of make um, a little simple syrup of some lemon juice and sugar, and then you spritz that on the design. So when it's dry, you can pop that on. Mm. It helps to, you know, for the the, um, the henna paste to stick to the skin. And there's sugar in the paste itself. So even if you don't use that, unless you're like really running around and like bumping things all over the place, the majority of that paste is going to stay on. Um, but I always recommend to people too, I mean, despite last year's shortage of toilet paper, you can use toilet paper to wrap the design. Because mm-hmm. um, when you sleep, if you don't want like little designs on your face or on your bed sheets or little flakes of henna falling off all over the place, you can just kind of wrap yourself up like a little mummy with some toilet paper. Yeah, that's fine. Like if you fall asleep on your hand, can mm-hmm. you get like a Mike Tyson tattoo on your face? I mean, it wouldn't be as dark. So you may <laughs> see like a little bit or depending on how you sleep, like if you like, you can get like little transfers of it, but it's definitely not going to be as dark or last as long. Sure. So, all right. So you start off, you're killing it and you decided that I want to get a storefront for this. What was the thought process on specifically this area and what was this building before you occupied it? So I wouldn't say I was killing it necessarily, (laughs) doing my best. But um, yeah, so this all started as far as the storefront last year in June. Um, So during the pandemic, which, you know, it's kind of crazy. I didn't expect to open a storefront at this time. But um, the year prior to that, I was just getting so busy for henna appointments. And I was taking them at my boyfriend's studio. But he had just a little space. So I was always working around his appointment schedule time. And I knew eventually I wanted to find a space for myself um, that I could do henna appointments and then also have some apparel here and maybe expand that as well. Uh, So I just kind of happened to be browsing and seeing what was available as far as real estate listings, you know, what's to rent or lease in the area. Um, I live in Hamburg, so I prefer to have something a little more local for me. I've done the whole drive 30, 40 minutes to work before from Orchard Park to Amherst by the Blue Water Tower. And I just, I'm so over that. (laughs) So over that. So if I could have a little say, which is, you know, having a business, I'm lucky enough to be able Mm -hmm. to have more of a say for that. Um, Yeah. So I just see the space become available. I was like, you know what? We'll check it out. I wasn't really planning on getting a space like at that time per se. Um, but I walked in and I just envisioned myself here. I knew I was gonna how like how I was gonna set things up, where I was gonna put things, what I wanted to do to merchandise and everything. Um, so I just decided to go for it. <laughs> That's awesome. Absolutely. The, the designs that you have on your merchandise, which I, I do want to talk about, but yeah. are those previous henna designs that you're like, this would look really good on a t-shirt, or is this just um, something that 
you just decided this would look good? Uh, so the design that started it all is the Buffalo Mandala, the mm-hmm. one I'm wearing right now. This I love that. Is my first way. design I've ever done. So I've done obviously mandalas and designs, um, but you know we love our city. We love you know being here. So I wanted to incorporate you know the Buffalo design, which there's a little buffalo in the center here. I don't know if you guys can see. Um, but just to kind of make it my own. I didn't want to do like, you know, just a typical buffalo on a shirt necessarily. I wanted to incorporate my business into it. So I also have a buffalo floral design, which is the buffalo outline and a floral pattern inside of it, which you know, that one right there that you guys can see. Um, so I didn't necessarily do those as henna designs first, but I have done them as henna designs after people saw the apparel. That's wild. Yeah. And you said you print them yourself? So I was printing them myself. Once I got the studio, I decided to outsource that because there just comes a point where you realize you can't do everything, unfortunately. (laughs) I want to. I just, I love being hands-on with my stuff. I love creating. I love being able to say like, oh, I made this because, I don't know, I just take a lot of pride in that Mm -hmm. and what I do in my business. Um, So yeah, I hired a local company. So I have a local company that is now printing my apparel because I just don't have time for it, unfortunately. (laughs) That's a good problem to have, though. It is. It is, but I still wish I could print them, but yeah, there's only so much you can do. So the space also includes other stuff outside of just your merchandise. So what type of local partnerships have you created and do you sell anything in here? Yeah. So just from doing local events and festivals over the years, I've made friendships and got to know people. Um, So I carry a total of 11 local artisans in here now. So a lot of jewelry, there's candles, skincare products. Um, We had some holiday ornaments in here too. And some macrame, plant hangers, things like that. Uh, so looking to expand that a little bit, but you know, only so much, obviously, because the space is only so big. Mm-hmm. So trying to make do with that and just seeing what I can do to help other local artisans because I've been in this situation before. You know, I have my items in other local stores here, but I want to be able to reverse that and now actually carry other people's stuff in my store. That seems like a huge Hamburg thing. We've talked with a bunch of businesses in Hamburg, and it seems like everybody just wants to help everybody else out. Mm -hmm. And that's how these relationships form is you don't have a space yet, but here, come sell your stuff at my spot because I have the space and I'm not even using it. Yeah. Like if you didn't have, first of all, how, where do you even do these kind of tattoos? Like if you didn't have all this space, would you be able to do more or like what? Uh, so, I mean, right now, like where I'm sitting, this is where the henna is done. Oh, cool. So normally where you guys are sitting right now, like I have merchandise on the table. There's another clothing rack in front of you. Um, so the space is a little more confined. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to create like a little environment where you can come sit down. I mean, obviously have some more friends here mm-hmm. eventually right now. Not so much, but we'll get there eventually, hopefully. <laughs> um but yeah, I'd like to expand and do more in the future. But for now, we'll just kind of go for it and see it's, what happens here. It's a very relaxing environment. Again, I just compare it back to tattoos because the yeah. only thing that I've had. But you're laying on a bench and you're just like, all right, let's just get this over with. Yeah. Whereas here, it just seems like a cool, like, you want me to bring some coffee and we'll chill? Right, and right. You're like, all right, yeah, sure. Hangout zone, you know, offer some coffee, tea, sparkling water, whatever you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, health, de- you know, as far as like tattoos, you have to worry about the health department and, and exactly. things like that. Cleanliness a little bit more so. Obviously, I want to keep a clean studio here but you know you're not worried about infections from you know tattoos and stuff if your space isn't properly sanitized and things like that Um, whereas here because we're it's just all topical it's nothing being punctured into the skin itself uh, you can have a little more fun environment I guess (laughs) that's so cool yeah I like that a lot so I have like the strangest question about (laughs) 
having <laughs> having one actually put on your hand or wherever, yeah. right? So it comes out of a bag. I, I still I can't wrap my head around this. I cone out for yeah, you. So you I can't wrap my head around this. So I understand it's like a thin bag, like you would use to like, like a make a cake with. Bag. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah. Okay. So these designs are extremely intricate for like a real small bag. So yeah. do you have like? Are there any other tools? Like, how does this work? Because that <laughs> is too intricate for a bag. Well, so, I mean, that's, you know, a, a screen print, so it's a little bit different. But uh, so the cones, I roll all the cones, and I roll them open with a little safety pin at the end. So I know what size the tip will be. Um, some other artists, they actually use, like, uh, I, I don't know the actual name of this. I'm, I should know it. But <laughs> they have these little tubes that they will use, and there's different tips to it that are different, like, thicknesses as far as creating thinner or thicker lines. Um, but with the, the cone itself, because it's rolled open to a certain amount, it's, you know, it's a very, very thin line and you can make it thicker as need be. Um, but yeah, I'll have to bring one out and actually show you it. So you have a, a little bit better idea. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, i I just picture for some odd reason, something smears or whatever. And then you're kind of like moving it to where you want the line to be. So you have like a little stick or like a blade or I mean, you can, though. You can use the, the tip of the henna cone to kind of manipulate things. So if the line doesn't come out perfectly straight how you want it to, you can use it and just kind of move it around a little bit and adjust the line or design as need be. So henna, the, the paste itself, like once you put it on, it doesn't dry immediately. So even if you put it on and you're like, oh, I don't like how this looks, you can kind of quickly take it off. And it's not going to be the end of the world and start it over if you want or just redo that little design in that area if need be. What was it like starting? I mean, were you just like shaking all over the place and then you eventually just calm down and, and figure it out? Because I feel like I would just shake all, I would just be a mess. Um, well, I first started henna when I was a kid. I found the henna kits at the craft store and that's what first started my love of henna. Okay. Um, so obviously things have since evolved from, you know, henna kits at the craft store now. Uh, but I don't know, I guess I never really realized about like handshakiness or things like that. Um People have told me I have a very steady hand, which I never would think of, you know, <laughs> I, I would, I don't know. That was never something that would cross my mind. I was just always concerned about doing the design properly and make sure now it's doing it. So it's all just practice. You know, mm-hmm. the more you do things, the better you get at it. So I'm sure my first few designs, um, especially four years ago when I started were not so great compared to now. And I still have a lot to learn to grow and always evolve, um, but the beauty of henna too, it's not permanent. So if you do mess up, if it's a little shaky, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always tell people too, just look, look at the big picture of it. So if you look at little individual lines, sure, they may not be perfect. But if you look at the whole picture of what the design encompasses, then you're not going to worry about like how something may not be absolutely perfect. Right. And, and how much does this cost? Is it based on the size of the overall project? Yeah. So I base my prices on the, um, the size and intricacy of the design because you could get a design that, you know, is your whole forearm, but maybe it's just like little dots here. I mean, I wouldn't do that, but I'd say it's little dots here and there. That's not going to be as costly as something that is a full detailed piece. Okay. Um, so it kind of depends on the design location. Some locations are a little more difficult to do than others. Um, so that'll factor in pricing as well. But I usually do like little designs um, out of festivals. There'd be like little $5 ones in the book. So it's a very affordable thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like you go somewhere and have to spend $100 on a piece. You can get like a little $20 design and, you know, 
enjoy it. Sure. Are there any certifications that you need to do this? Like there are for tattoos? Um, not specifically with henna. Like I didn't have to take a test or anything. Um, but even funny that you bring that up with tattoos, like you just have to get certified by the health department. Right. Like you don't have to take an actual tattoo test to make sure you're a decent artist or not. <laughs> you could suck and still do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, but as far as henna goes, you don't have to like, you know, take a, a certain test or, or anything yeah. of that manner. What is the local community like? specifically for henna artists are there a lot of them in the area because i feel like you can drive down the street and see like jimmy's tattoo shop and yeah. like what, what is the community like it's starting to grow a little bit when i first started i think i knew of one other artist in the area um but i think there's definitely at least a handful you know maybe a dozen now i don't know all of them or mm. know of all of them either so i'm sure there's more out there um but yeah, it's starting to grow a little bit and it's starting to be a little more well known in the area because i remember when i first started there was a lot, a lot of people like, what is henna? You know, I, I don't know what this is. I'm kind of weary of it. Like, I've never heard of it. Whereas now it's a little more mainstream. I mean, Instagram and social media helps too. Mm-hmm. Um, the more people are on that, they can actually see what henna is. And, and not just like hearing the word, they can actually see a product. Sure. Do you have a, a book of your work and like photos and then people can flip through it and just be like, yeah, I did that. And, and then calm them down. <laughs> And calm them down? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? So, like, if somebody walks in and knows nothing, and you're like, mm-hmm. here, here's some examples of my work of, of henna, and yeah. then you can show them that? Similar to, like, a tattoo artist, where it's like you you will look at an artist's book to see his style or, or her style or, yeah. you know, whatever. So, normally out at events and things like that, I have a design book people can flip through and choose designs from there, or they can always choose a freehand design where they tell me a price range and I just create it. Um with things like as far as like having an actual portfolio, I don't necessarily have one of those right now. I always just tell them to like look at my social media mm-hmm. pages. I have a lot of my work on there uh, so they can just kind of browse Instagram and Facebook to see designs. Do you ever have people come in and say, just do whatever you want? Like oh, this yeah. is the section that I want done. Have fun. Yep. Yep. They tell me a price range, like where they want it. And they just say, go for it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What is the most common area for people to get it done? I feel like I always see hands. Yeah, definitely the hands, definitely hands and arms, like up to the elbow. It's always just, especially henna, it's a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. So once you get it, I feel like a lot of people actually want to see it to actually enjoy it. So, I mean, some people get it on the shoulder or like on their back to, you know, test out a, a tattoo idea, mm-hmm. but then they can't see it. So they don't get it there as frequently. It's definitely the hands and, and arms. I feel sure. like this would, if anyone was ever inclined to get like a face tattoo, <laughs> this would be like, I want to look like Post Malone. Let me get henna tattoos because it's temporary yeah, and at can, first. And then I can figure out that I don't really want to do this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can get scolded by your parents. But like, that's not a thing. <laughs> When I tattooing your cheek. Yeah. So yeah. is there a way to take it off sooner? Yes and no. Um, I mean, the more you scrub at the henna design, the more your skin gets exfoliated, uh, the more it will wear away. But once you have a henna design, like within the first few days, you are you can scrub and scrub and scrub. It's it's not going to really go away. <laughs> I feel like you hate that question. What's like that? people ask all the time, if as I just as... wash harder, does it go away? No, no. Because your I initial reaction was just like, here we go. <laughs> no, no. I didn't mean to do that. No, it's just, it's funny because, um, I don't know. I, people coming into henna, maybe it's their first design. They don't always know the extent of what henna is, what is involved with it. Mm -hmm. Um, some people think like, it's just like something I smack on them real quick and, you know, call it a day and they can go on their merry little way. (laughs) Um, but like henna, it takes time. It's, you know, it's, it's a process and you have to kind of be, you know, um, involved with it and so once you get henna you can't like 
some people don't realize that it doesn't come off right mm-hmm. away. Because mm-hmm. I'll have people that come up to festivals and, you know, they'll be like, oh, I want the Mike Tyson or I want to do something on my face. I'm like, well, do you realize it's going to last like about two weeks? Like, you, it's not going to come off tomorrow. It's not face paint. And then that's when they kind of like step back and realize like, okay, yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So. How long is the process when you're here with somebody like uh, your typical design? So like mm-hmm. what you're saying with your mandalas, how yeah. long would that normally take on someone's hand? Um, so right now I, I would say like I usually do a full hand design about 20, 30 minutes, depending on oh, the intricacy of it. That's shorter than I Yeah, so it doesn't take a terrible long time. Um, but also, here in this environment, it's a very, I would say, more relaxed setting. Mm-hmm. We're at festivals, like, I limit the size designs that are available just because there's usually a line. I don't want people to wait forever. So I usually do smaller designs there. But here, I take my time a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't take my time at festivals and things right. like that. Um, but it's a, it's a more relaxing relaxing kind of zone here as far as appointments at the studio. So did you practice on your leg again, like tattoo artists do where they Mm -hmm. have to figure out what their style is before they actually put something on somebody? Oh yeah. I definitely practice on myself a lot, (laughs) a lot friends, you know, family thing like that. Um, and and on paper too, paper is a great way to start off if you don't Mm want to do it on yourself, but it's definitely going to be different to like doing henna on paper versus on skin because, um, well, hair, first of all, to try and manipulate and move the cone through hair is a little bit different story compared to just, you know, a flat sheet of paper. So you don't shave hair with henna, do you? I personally, like if people come in, I don't shave their arm for them. Like, whereas if you get a tattoo, like you're going to shave that arm <laughs> if you're the tattoo artist. Um, I always tell people, I give them the option. If you want to shave your arm or wherever you're getting it, that's totally up to you. I don't require it, but it is easier to apply henna on like a, a sure. shaped area compared to not shaped area. Yeah. Um, and if we cover so, it with the tape, then it's going to not hurt as much too. <laughs> when yeah. you take that off. I feel like I don't really know if my arms would do that. You could never get a henna tattoo. <laughs> you could though. If I shaved, yeah, I would. Or your forehead. That's like <laughs> my forehead. Yeah, that's the only applicable location for you. I mean, you could. It may, you know, it, it would take a little bit longer to do just to make sure the henna cone, the actual tip of it is more towards your skin. Mm-hmm. Versus like on the top of the hair, because if the henna doesn't touch the skin, then it's not going to stain. So you can't just have it floating on arm hair. Sure. Look, look at his arm. Can, I've done it. <laughs> Believe me, I've done hairier arms. Do, yeah, I, that's, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, these aren't that hairy. They're hairy, but they're not that hairy. Or you can always do it on the forearm. Those are generally not as yeah. hairy. So eh, Debatable. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a full moon tonight. <laughs> Goodness. Well, okay. So... Yeah. <laughs> How does somebody make an appointment? Um, and then what are your hours so that people know like what's going on? Because I feel like you have so much stuff to offer that's yeah. outside of henna. Yeah, quite a few things here. Um, so I am open uh, Thursday through Sunday. Thursday and Friday, I'm open 12 to 7. Saturday, 11 to 5. Sunday, 11 to 3. People can message me on Instagram, Facebook, email me, message me through my website as far as bookings. Um, so wow. Facebook and Instagram, I'm at Lodi Henna Studio. Uh, LodiHenna.com is my website, and LodiHennaStudio at gmail.com is my email address. Do you do walk-ins normally or no? Yes and no. Um, depending on the day, I try to mainly stick to henna appointments mm-hmm. here right now just so that I can have an idea of how to arrange things for the day. Um, because if someone walks in, then 
an appointment sitting here, I, I don't, I feel bad turning people away. Mm-hmm. So I try to have people make appointments and that way it's a little bit easier to schedule things around. Sure. What are your, what are your next like milestone that you want to hit? Like, is there something that you're aspiring to do next? Um, I would say just making it through one year yeah. here. <laughs> I know that sounds so sad, but it's a big endeavor to actually have a, a physical location. Um, and it's really scary. Uh, it wasn't necessarily in the plans when I first started this whole thing. So um, just being here, I feel very honored in a way mm-hmm. that, you know, people would support me and my business to get me to this space and um, point in my business. I definitely have some ideas for down the road, uh, you know, as far as expanding or, you know, bigger locations or maybe adding a little cafe or something into it. Sweet. So when you can, you know, grab some henna or, you know, grab a cone, bring a friend, get some coffee and have a little hangout session. But We'll see. That's probably further down the road. That'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah. And you're in a good location for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about this kind of being opportunistic. Like you wanted to stay in Hamburg, but yes. this one was, this spot specifically was more opportunistic, but you're in a perfect spot. It's, I mean, there's yeah. probably quite a bit of foot traffic in nice days, right? Yeah. There's a lot of people that walk by all the time. Um, there's a lot of local uh, things that they do here, like boutique crawls and holiday events, which is really nice. And that's why I wanted to also be in a spot like this, especially Hamburg, it's such a walkable place. Mm-hmm. Everyone's always out shopping and supporting each other. Local businesses are here supporting each other. So I just, I kind of wanted to shimmy my way into that and, and be part of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. For those that don't know, we are by the the classic Rite Aid Plaza um, <laughs> in the village of Hamburg, right by the library. So yeah, I mean, it's there's mm-hmm. stuff that happens in that plaza randomly. There's like pop-ups and then people walk all over the place. It's uh, yeah, yeah. You got a good spot. Yeah, it's I, nice. I'm, I feel very lucky. I yeah, I I don't know how I got this place. <laughs> well, congrats. This Thank is you. awesome, and this Thank is you. a cool business to have in this spot. Mm-hmm. It is. This is the perfect town to do it in. And, I mean, is there anything close to this? Not here. I mean, obviously retail and boutiques like mm-hmm. that, sure. But as far as henna, I don't believe there's another henna artist like locally in Hamburg here. Um, I'm not even sure. There was another place in Buffalo, I believe, with the physical location for henna. But I don't know how many other places really exist, even in Western New York. Wow, that's sweet. And that's really just cool. for my knowledge. You know, I, right. I don't know everything, so <laughs> or what's out there. So <laughs> just based on what I've personally seen. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, anything else that you want to add? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that's it. <laughs> I think we covered everything. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for jumping on our show. Uh, we really appreciate it. And I didn't know anything about this at all before starting. Yeah, correct. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm glad I could inform you a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. that's awesome. And who knows? We might we might get one someday. Right. Well, I mean. If you wanted to do our logo somewhere, that's fine. There yeah, you go. You oh, that's a good idea. I know, <laughs> All right, let's turn the cameras off. We'll uh, we'll jump right into it's it right away. now. <laughs> cool. Well, thank yeah. you so much for your time again. Thank really so appreciate much. it. I go appreciate check it. out her Instagram and uh, hit her up and get a design done. Yeah, it's a fun time, and it's only twenty and thirty minutes, and you could bring a coffee. Yeah. What kind of coffee do you like? They'll bring it. I'm just kidding. Oh. All right, thank you, everybody. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. You 
know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.